In Mary Oliver's poem, The Journey, she illustrates the demands, voices, and storms surrounding us. We all have these voices from family, friends, coworkers, bosses, giving advice, making demands on us. We also have our own voice, rehashing things from our past that we cannot change, or worrying about things in our future that may or may not ever happen. We all have running to-do lists ever present. Mary Oliver also mentions the need for us to save the one life that we can save, our own. It's when we can push away all of the voices and worry and storm that you can hear the one voice that really can help and give you the answers. Some say it's our internal voice. Some say it's the voice of our soul. Some say it's the divine. But whatever you think or call it, it's the one voice that really matters. But we often can't hear it. Why? As Prasad Mahi says, the mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. When it's calm, everything becomes clear. How often have you come up with a solution to a problem while you're in the shower or in a bath? The warm water relaxes us and helps us to be present, setting aside our worries. We calm the turbulence in our minds, which opens up the path to solutions. This same thing can happen whenever we calm our minds in other ways also. So how do we do this? Some people think that the best way to calm your mind is through meditation. So what is meditation? The Oxford Dictionary defines meditation as the practice of thinking deeply in silence, especially for religious reasons or in order to make your mind calm. Well, I don't know about you, but I can think deeply in silence about my to-do list or whatever I'm worried about. So that definition didn't reassure me. So I looked at the Cambridge Dictionary. And it says, the act of giving your attention to only one thing, either as a religious activity or as a way of becoming calm or relaxed. And calm is peaceful, quiet, and without worry. Well, that's what I want. Quiet and without worry so I can hear my inner voice. So how the heck do we get there? <clears throat> Some people find sitting on the floor with their legs in a pretzel position, chanting a mantra is the way for them. It works for millions of people around the world. But personally, when I tried it, I thought deeply about how uncomfortable I was. <laughs> and as Justin Michael Williams says in his book, Stay Woke, a Meditation Guide for the Rest of Us, it's not always comfortable for people to repeat a mantra in a language they don't even understand. So, what other options are there? I follow the many teachers that say to get comfortable in a position, in any position that's comfortable for you. So, sometimes sitting upright, sometimes I might sit in my recliner, occasionally I even lie down. Some say it's okay to fall asleep, and that does calm your mind, no question, but it's hard to hear your inner voice if you're asleep sometimes. Unless you're really good at dreaming and remembering your dreams, then sometimes you can get some messages, but, but 
falling asleep might actually be your inner voice telling you that's what you actually need at the moment. So that may not be bad either. So you sit in a comfortable position and try and focus your mind on only one thing. Some use a mantra and some just focus on their breath. Everyone has other thoughts that come in, so you let them pass and don't get absorbed with them. Meditation works well sometimes, but they call it a practice for a reason. It does take practice, and it's most effective to do practice regularly. Personally, I like to use Justin Michael Williams' recommendation to create your own mantra. You can choose whatever you want, and you may find you need to try out different ones, and sometimes use different, different mantras at different times, even. Some that I've used are peace and love. I can understand those easily. They're not in a foreign language to me. He suggests that you repeat the mantra to begin with and then just focus on your breath. And when your mind wanders, as it will, you come back to your mantra and repeat it again. And you continue this process for whatever time you've allotted to do this for. And you can do this for a very short amount of time and get some peace. Some do it for long periods, but it doesn't need to be. When I'm successful in my meditation, I do get a calmer mind, and I can often hear my inner voice, um, especially if I put out an intention beforehand. So sometimes I start with my meditation with an intention to get guidance. And sometimes it comes then, sometimes it comes later, but I often get it. But sometimes my mind's so active that I'm sure that this type of meditation will not work. So there are many guided meditations online, and you can find them. They, they work very well if you have time to do them. Um, and you can even get applications for your phone or devices for them. So what if you've tried that, or just the thought of meditation makes you squirm? Well, I've been there. When I was working far too many hours, trying to fit in way too many things into my schedule, uh, sometimes I'd sit in meetings very stressed, and my boss would say to me, Taffy, take a deep breath. Apparently, sometimes I held my breath when I was stressed. Not uncommon, I think. I decided I needed to get some stress relievers, so I tried meditation. I sat and I thought about the time I was wasting and how many things I should be doing. I just could not get into it, so that wasn't working. My stress was continuing to grow. So I tried some breathing techniques. They're a little quicker and easier. And I tried a gratitude journal, because that, at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, can be a very quick practice. I thought, let me start with those. And both were helpful. Um, but I still let my schedule control me instead of me controlling my schedule in my mind. Notice my comments about them being quick. Well, I wasn't giving myself much time for this. Eventually, I tried piano lessons as a stress reducer. It took time out of my schedule, but it was a meditation that I could get absorbed in, and it was a stress reliever. Later, I took art classes, and that has been a great meditation practice for me. I can get completely absorbed in that. I was pretty slow to realize that the more I took time to do things and focus my mind 
and clear the clutter, the more I could hear my inner voice and the easier it made my life. It seems counterintuitive, but it's true. And to be honest, it's a lesson that I need to keep repeating or practicing. It's easy when you have a cluttered mind to forget that slowing down will bring more solutions and easier, easier day. So these options that I've chosen don't appeal to everyone. So what other options are there? The definition says the act of giving your attention only to one thing. That gives us a lot of leeway. I mentioned piano and painting in my search. Any of the arts, whether painting, drawing, playing an instrument, singing, dancing, we mentioned a lot of them, um, can alter your state of mind and calm it. For those that think they have no talents or hobbies, which I think most of us have talents we're not aware of, um, try coloring books, adult coloring books, Zen doodle, journaling. When Joni, my late wife, was in chemo treatments, I would often pull out an adult coloring book just to calm my mind. We like to color as kids and it's still calming as adults. Many of these techniques are actually used with patients that, to calm their agitated brains. I've seen them used successfully with autistic kids and Alzheimer's patients. They'll work for you too. Our young kids are often smarter than we are when it comes to clearing their minds. They get angry and go off and do something on their own. Color, play in the dirt, lie in the grass, look at the clouds, play with their animals, build things, many options. And then they seem to come back as if nothing ever happened. Problem seemingly gone. Have you ever noticed this? It's a great thing. We could learn a lot from them. As adults, we can do these things too. A lot of people love to play in the dirt. We just call it gardening. But we can get all, it can be an all-consuming meditation. How many of us still look to the skies at the clouds and the, and the stars? We take our pets for walks and play with them. We can make a walk into a meditation if we focus our minds and pay attention to what we're seeing and hearing. Woodworking, sewing, cooking, sitting at the beach, so many activities as if you just give your attention to them. The key is finding activities that interest you, or better yet, ones that you love. So they're all great stress reducers that help calm the mind, but sometimes you may not have time for them or be able to do them, as Grace pointed out. So what do you do? As Thich Nhat Hanh says, anything can be a meditation if we are present in the present moment and we wash the dishes when we're washing the dishes and drink the tea when we're drinking the tea. Just like pro athletes are taught, stay in the moment, do not worry about the next play or the last mistake. Athletes, musicians, artists, all high-performing people who are truly successful stay present and get in the zone. We can do this with our tasks. Take one task from your to-do list and put your full attention to it. If you can do this, you can also get in the zone. And it'll help you reduce your task list, 
do a better job at the task because you're actually paying attention to it, and give you a break from all the clutter. It also helps you get through your task list faster because you spend more time doing it and less time worrying about it. You may also find you get guidance from your inner voice when your mind is less cluttered. So some of those tasks may become much easier as you get that guidance. You can make a meditation out of just about anything. If I recall correctly, Frank mentioned in one of his services that he can makes a practice of meditating while snow shoveling. In the times when you need something very quick, just to ease and calm your mind, like when you're agitated at someone, Eckhart Tolle says, one conscious breath in and out is a meditation. How many of us have needed that to calm our minds so we do not say something we'll regret? Just one or sometimes a few conscious breaths can make an enormous difference in our state of mind. And if you make it even more conscious by doing the meditation we did earlier, breathe in peace and breathe out love, I found that to be tremendously helpful myself. So taking this back to Mary Oliver, we need to clear the turbulence so we can hear the, inner, the one voice that can save you. So what's your practice? Are you really doing a meditation without realizing it or naming it? What things could you try to calm your mind so you can hear your inner voice? Blessed be and may peace be with you.